Good afternoon. This is the Kicker and the Outlaw with the Villain presented by 12OunceSportsRadio.com and the TuneIn app. We have just followed What's Up, What's Up Sports. I would like to let you guys know I did not cut you off, but Radio Jar automatically starts the next show. So that was their show. They were featuring Jimmy Young, Keith Mason, and my boy Kemp Smith. And unfortunately today, we have had some phone issues with the villain. And I don't know if he's going to be in or not. And Ian's got to go to something for his daughter. And so, once again, I will be carrying the show by myself. Which I haven't had to do on this show before. But I do a nightly show every night on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. That show is aired from 10 to 11 p.m. Central Time or 11 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time on 12 Ounce Sports Radio, and that is the Jesse James Show. So today, as we usually do, we're going to go quickly through some NFL picks. And I've got the kicker's picks, the kicker being Ian, of course, I'm the outlaw. And I will go ahead and go through some of these games. I'm not going to talk about all of them because I know that Jimmy does a NFL preview show on Sundays. You can find that show from 10 o'clock a.m. till noon Central Time or 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. A lot of good guests on that show. Primetime, the Primetime Capper is usually on there. Um, sometimes uh, Dennis the Stat Menace at, at Culture underscore Coach. And you can also find Primetime at at P-O-P-D-I-B-I-A-S-E. Before we get into some game picks, I would like to talk really briefly about the Josh Gordon situation in New England. And so, if you haven't heard, Josh Gordon is taking a leave from football, and the reports are that he is going to be facing a suspension. Here's the problem with that. The last time that ESPN told me that Josh Gordon was going to be facing a suspension he didn't. He got released by the Browns, and then he ended up playing for the Patriots and having a decent year, definitely opening up their offense a little bit. So I wish Josh Gordon the best. I'm not going to get into views on drug abuse and whether it's actually a problem or he should just stop smoking weed. At this point, we can see that the young man who's 27 years old has a problem, and we hope that he gets his life together and that everything is okay. And once again, I would like to thank everybody on the 12-Ounce Sports family that retweets and listens to the show. And so we're going to go ahead and get into some of these games. If at some point the villain shows up, then we will go ahead and have him uh, go ahead and give his pick. So the first game, there are two games on Saturday. The NFL does this every year. They play two games on Saturdays late in the year. I don't know why. They're both on the NFL Network, probably to promote the NFL Network, but I mean, most of the ratings, I believe, come because a lot of people don't get the NFL Network. So the first game we have is Washington at Tennessee, with Tennessee being a 10-point favorite. I'm sure that Villain would have picked the Titans, but I'm not going to say his picks because I'm not going to ever try to get into the mind of the Villain. And so today, I am going to take the Titans. Um... They're 10-point favorites. I don't like it when Tennessee is this high of a favorite. I just think that they would be much more beneficial being a lower favorite just because I don't think 
Washington's playing with Josh Johnson at quarterback. Adrian Peterson's still playing. But they've just been decimated by injuries. Their top tight end, Jordan Reed, is out. I honestly couldn't tell you who their top receiver is. And so, across the board, um, Ian, uh, the kicker, he's got the Titans. I've got the Titans. And Tennessee has to win their last two games to stay in playoff contention. A lot of these games are going to have playoff implications going forward. And so, with that, I think that we can... Listen... The Redskins, I'm sorry, yeah, the Redskins are on their fourth quarterback. They started out with Alex Smith. He broke his leg. Colt McCoy broke his leg. They signed Mark Sanchez for 25 minutes. He played in a game. And then they went and signed Josh Johnson. And so the Titans have to win this game. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. You're at home. The Titans have been very, very, very good at home this year and last year. Ever since Mariota got there, they've been a very good home team. I think the Titans win this. I'm going to pick the score to be, and I didn't write these scores down. I was trying to get the logistical stuff ready for the show. I'm going to take the Titans over the R's. I would say 24 to 16. So I don't pick them to cover, but I do pick them to win. This next game on Saturday to me is one of the biggest games of the week. And there's a couple of big games on this schedule. And not a whole lot, but a lot of these games have playoff implications. If you ever played with the playoff machine on ESPN.com, you would realize that there is so many different scenarios that can keep teams in and out of the playoffs. And so, and that is the Ravens at the Chargers on Saturday night. The Chargers are a four-point favorite. The kickers got the Chargers. I've got the Chargers. But I think this is going to be a very tough game for the Los Angeles Chargers, who I still always want to call the San Diego Chargers. But I also think that the Chargers just have too much offensive firepower. I think their defense is a lot better than people think. I think they're going to force Lamar Jackson to throw the football. And on the road, I just don't trust the Ravens this year. I don't trust them in this spot. And so... And here's the thing, with Pittsburgh playing the Saints at New Orleans later in the day, and we'll get to that game, Baltimore could help themselves out a lot by winning this game on the road. They would take the lead in the division, and they would set up with a game against the Browns to decide the division where Pittsburgh would play at, I think Pittsburgh would be home against Cincinnati. In fact, I will go ahead and look that up real quick, because I've got... Oh my goodness, i got to scroll all the way down to week 17. Let's see where that football game is being played. Yes, that game is at home for Pittsburgh. And then I think the, yeah, the Ravens would host the Browns. But the Browns are a team that you don't really want to see in the last game of the season just because I know that they have about 19 million different, basically... Basically, God himself would have to come down and force all these teams to lose because there are so many things, including a Tennessee-Indianapolis tie in the regular season. And so, the Chargers are favored by four. I think that's exactly what they'll win by. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think it'll be 21-17. I think that the Chargers take care of business at home. I think that 
Baltimore will still be in it going into the last game, but they would need a Pittsburgh loss at Cincinnati. So I think that their division hopes are gone. Now they still may have a prayer for the wild card, but they would need they would also need a lot of help. So Baltimore is a team that if they win out, they should be in good position to get that sixth playoff seed. And if they went out and Pittsburgh was to lose one game, then they could clinch the division. I just do not see that happening. Yes, you can call me biased, but if this game was at Baltimore, I would actually probably pick Baltimore to win this game. But I just, I know Baltimore's got a really good defense. I just, I think at some point someone's going to shut down Lamar Jackson and he's going to have a bad game. And so with that, we'll move on to the Sunday 12 o'clock p.m. games. You have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. The Cincinnati Bengals are starting Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. Andy Dalton's out for the year. The Browns are riding high after another win by Baker Mayfield. They're 6-7-1. And And I think the most important thing for the Browns is just to finish out the regular season strong. I mean, they don't control their own destiny. All they can do is win and get some help. All they can do is win DJ Khaled. (laughs) That's a little funny, right? And so, that being said... I'm going to go ahead and see what the over and under on that game is because the Browns are actually favored by nine points. Now, mind you, two, for the last two years before this year, the Browns have won one game. So for them to have gotten to a point to even against a team with a backup quarterback, and the Browns are 4-2-1 and one at home. And so that means they've only got two wins on the road, so that would make them 2-5 and five on the road. So they have been a pretty decent home team that one tie coming against Pittsburgh in the opening game of the season where everything just kind of fell apart and so I just think that the Browns are in a better spot here the over and under is 44 and a half I think that's about right I'm gonna pick the Browns oh I'm sorry um once again the kicker also has the Browns I have the Browns at home going for the season sweep I really hope there's no shenanigans with Hugh Jackson on the sideline just because, come on, we've been there, done that. Don't ask Baker about it. You, you had the one game, and everyone criticized him for how he dealt with that situation. I think it's time that everyone move past that. The Bengals are an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, they're 6-8, and eight, but honestly, this is just who the Bengals have been. They have been a very mediocre team, and... Ooh, got us another follower. There we go. And so I just think that the, the Bengals don't have a chance in this game. They're two and four away. Their last two games are against the Browns and the Steelers on the road. I think they lose both of those, finish six and ten. And then they'll find another way to keep uh, – they'll still find a way to keep Marvin Lewis as their head coach. I have no faith in Jeff Driscoll. The Bengals, I mean, Tyler Boyd's had a nice year with over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns, and Joe Mixon is pushing the 1,000-yard mark with eight touchdowns. But Baker Mayfield's done for over 3,000 yards and 21 touchdowns. Mind you, he didn't play the first two games and then came in in the second half of the third game of the regular season. Tampa Bay at Dallas. And this is weird because there is no over and under for this game. There is no spread for this game. I know the Cowboys just got shut out to the... I I know that Dallas just got shut out at Indianapolis last week. I still like Dallas in this spot. Um, Once again, Ian and I both have Dallas in this game. The kicker's picking the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys. I just think that Tampa Bay's defense is atrocious. I think that 
Ezekiel Elliott will be able to run the ball well. He's had 1,300-plus yards and six TDs, but he's also had, I think, like six receiving touchdowns or something like that. Dak Prescott's thrown 17 touchdowns. And then Mike Evans, who I thought, if he was on a better team, he's got 1,300-plus yards and only five touchdowns, so he was left off the Pro Bowl roster. But I just see this as a game where Jameis will throw some interceptions. Dallas's defense will clamp down. I don't have a lot of faith in Tampa Bay. They've got playmakers, but their quarterback situation is a disaster. I think their head coach is probably on the way out because the Buccaneers can't keep a head coach for more than four years, it seems. And so in this game's in Dallas. Dallas has been 6-1 and one at home. The Bucs have been 1-6 and six away. I think that tells you everything you need to know. I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win this game. And I'm going to pick a high-scoring game. I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win 27-17. to 17. Um... I think the Buccaneers will get a couple touchdowns, but I just, some of these games I'm not even going to spend too much time on just because I think there's a couple things I would like to get in later in on the show. And at some point, we'll need to take a quick commercial break, which we will do after we talk about the Vikings and the Lions. Minnesota's favored by six on the road, even though they're only two, four, and one away. The Lions are three and four at home. Listen, there will be calls for Mike Zimmer's job if the Vikings lose this game. It's really funny because ESPN has this thing called Players to Watch, and they have a passer and a receiver and no running back. (laughs) They're like, y'all don't even need to care about the running backs in this game. Matt Stafford has had a very disappointing year. It's been very mediocre. Kirk Cousins' numbers look phenomenal, and I have spoken at nauseum about Kirk Cousins. He's already thrown... 545 passes this year which is nothing compared to Andrew Luck in the next game we'll talk about after a quick commercial break but the Lions are basically what I thought the Lions would be they're 5 and 9 so they're usually I've always said this they're anywhere between 6 and 10 and 10 and 6 but usually it's more of a 9 and 7 7 and 9 8 and 8 type scenario for them doesn't matter who the head coach is I have no faith in the Lions I don't really I don't have a lot of faith in the Vikings either, but I think they'll be able to run the ball a little bit with Dalvin Cook, who's come on strong the last couple weeks. I think that Kirk Cousins will get a victory because he tends to beat teams with bad records. And a six-point favorite on the road with the Lions being a home dog, I think the Vikings win and I think they cover. I think the Vikings win this game 31-2. I think they went 31-10. I think the Lions are just falling apart at this point. They had that good win against the Patriots, but I've never taken them seriously this year. They're just there's a lot of things that Detroit has to figure out. And so we have been on air for 16 minutes. We are going to take a quick commercial break. This has been the Kicker and the Outlaw presented by 12 Ounce Sports Radio. We will be right back after these messages. This is the Kicker and the Outlaw. We are back from commercial break. We are live on 12 Ounce Sports Radio and the TuneIn app. Once again, the Kicker Ian couldn't be here today and David is I guess having some issues with his phone, so he is not on the show as of now. If he shows up, then we will go through some of his picks. And so far we have covered the uh, Washington at Tennessee, which we both, both Ian and I picked Tennessee. We picked 
Baltimore at the Chargers. We both picked the Chargers. The Bengals at the Browns. We both picked the Browns. We both picked the Cowboys to beat the Bucks, And we both picked the Lions to beat the Vikings. So now we will move on to the Giants at the Colts, which is another game for one of these teams, obviously not the Giants, that has very big playoff implications. The Giants at this point are 5-9, and nine, so they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And the Colts are 8-6, and six, and they're in that... Sorry about that. They are in a very tight battle with... set with. So it's basically, it's going to come to, come down to the Colts, the Titans, and the Ravens for the sixth playoff seed. I'm sorry, unless Baltimore ends up winning the AFC North, then it would come down to Pittsburgh. But that would be a very interesting scenario because Pittsburgh would then be in a very bad spot. So Indianapolis is favored by nine. Andrew Luck's having a Pro Bowl year. How the hell he didn't make the Pro Bowl? I don't know. He's only got pushing 4,000 yards and 34 touchdowns and single-digit interceptions. Saquon Barkley has been a monster for New York. He's got, he he made the Pro Bowl, which I think is good. And then T.Y. Hilton's quietly had a a decent year with 1,000 yards and six TDs. And we're going to go look up Odell Beckham's stats real quick because he has been something of an enigma this year. And I think he's hurt, but he just has not had the kind of Odell Odell year. He's got 1,052 yards on 77 receptions and six touchdowns, but it's it's just been an interesting year for them. They're 20th in points. Um, They're giving up 24.9 points a game. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this game just because I think that the Colts, and I know I've said this about several games, but the Colts absolutely have to win this game. Um, because they don't want to come down to a scenario. Well, actually, if they if they ended up losing, they don't want to get into a tiebreaker with Baltimore. Because even if they lost and then they beat Tennessee next week, they would they would have swept Tennessee. But I think that the Colts absolutely need a win in this spot. They're nine-point favorites. The over and under is 47. The Giants have been playing very well. you got to remember, the Giants started out 1-7. and seven, And so they have been 4-2 and two over their last six games. They're actually only 3-4 and four away. The Colts are 5-2 and two at home. I just... I don't see a... And the Colts' defense just shut out the Cowboys. And so I think that the Giants are once again going to have trouble scoring points. I know they've been better in weeks past. But I just do not think that the Giants have what it takes to go into Indianapolis and win this game on the road. My feelings about Eli Manning have been very clear, very precise. I am not a big Eli Manning fan. In fact, I think a lot of his stats this year are inflated. And so we'll go look up Eli Manning's stats real quick. He's got, well, he's got 3,689 yards with 18 touchdowns. And so... I'm interested to see what his actual stat line is. And so, he's got stats. Okay, so he's completed 65.9% of his passes with 18 touchdowns and 9 interceptions with 6 fumbles. And he's got a 45.9 QBR. That's not very good. And a lot of that is him doing a lot of dump-offs. I mean, he's now finally a 60.2 completion percentage over his career. He's got 357 touchdowns and 237 interceptions, and he's fumbled the ball 121 times. I mean, good grief. 
and people are talking about this guy being a Hall of Famer. Back to the game that we were talking about. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Colts in this spot. I think they're going to roll. I think that... I think the Colts go back to the... There we go. Hopefully, we're going back to the NFL scoreboard. Yes, we are. I'm going to pick the Colts to win this game 30-13. to I think with the loss of Odell Beckham, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but ESPN is really pissing me off, guys. I sure do apologize. I'm sorry about talking to my little Wayne voice. But this is the kicker and the outlaw presented by 12-Ounce Sports Radio. We're going to move on from that game. Oh, and by the way, that's the one, two, three, four, five, six. That's the sixth game in a row that we are picking both Ian and I, the Colts, to beat the Giants. So we have picked the first six games. And then we get the Jags at the Dolphins. So the Jags are 4-10 and 10 after all that noise in the offseason, after everything that they were talking about, after Jalen Ramsey talked all that noise. Blake Bortles has been benched for Cody Kessler. The Dolphins just came off a bad loss to the Minnesota Vikings. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They still have playoff hopes, and they're going to need a lot of help for that to happen. But I plugged it into the playoff scene. Miami is favored by 4 I have no idea what to do with the Miami Dolphins this year because they're winning games they shouldn't win. Um, they started out, mind you, they started out 3-0. And they're now 7-7. So that means they have been 4-7 over the past 11 weeks. Ryan Tannehill has been hurt a lot of the year. He's done for 1,600 yards and 16 touchdowns. Frank Gore is a million years old, and he's their leading receiver with 722 yards rushing with no touchdowns um Kenny Stills is their leading receiver with 521 yards and six touchdowns so how they've won all these games I don't see them as a playoff team I don't see but I do see them winning this game just because I think Jacksonville is just completely falling apart I think that and I would take Tannehill over I'm sorry I would take Tannehill over Blake Bortles any day of the week and twice on Sundays and especially this time on Sunday, Cody Kessler, I mean, there's a reason he's been a backup. USC quarterbacks haven't had the most success historically in the NFL. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that game. Um, there's a lot of these games where I just really don't want to talk about because there's not a whole lot going on here. So I'm going to pick, and Ian has also picked the Dolphins. So I'm picking the Dolphins to win this game 23-9. Uh, to I just don't see the Jaguars scoring a lot of touchdowns. I see a couple of field goals from Josh Lambeau. You can say that that's self-serving because he's on my fantasy team, but I'm out of the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter at this point. Then we've got the Bills at the Patriots. The Patriots are favored by 13 and a half at home. Ian, the kicker, is picking the Bills to win this game. What? It's my uh, best Dave Chappelle slash... Little John impersonation. Listen, I know the Patriots have lost two games in a row. One to the Dolphins and one at the Steelers. There is no way on God's green earth that I see that the Patriots are going to lose this game. The Patriots are 6-0 at home. The Bills are 2-5 and away. I think the Patriots are about to put a beat down on the Bills. And I'm picking the Patriots in this game. I know I've already talked to Nazim about Tom Brady making the Pro Bowl over Andrew Luck. But, I mean, it's not like Brady's had a terrible year. I mean, he's got 24 touchdowns. 
He's, he's about to pass 4,000 yards if he passes for over 130 in this game. And shout out to Steffi Tweets. Listen, I mean, I'm sort of becoming a fan of the Buffalo Bills. I'm not going to, like, buy their jerseys or anything and make any illusions that I'm some diehard Buffalo Bills fan, but I enjoy this team. But remember, this is a team that I thought was going to go 0-16 this year. Josh Allen has played a little better than expected, but Josh Allen also leads your team in rushing as your quarterback. LaShawn McCoy has been dismal this year. So Josh Allen has 1,600 yards and six passing TDs. Now, I know he was hurt and he didn't start the year off because for some reason Buffalo thought starting Nate Peterman would be a good idea. But, dude, Josh Allen leads them in rushing with 506 yards and six touchdowns. And Zay Jones leads them in receiving with 492 yards and four touchdowns. And so I think it's... Now, now Buffalo's defense has been like the number two defense in the NFL this year. I'm going to scroll down and make sure that's correct. But they're giving up 23.8 points a game, and they're only scoring 15 points a game. They're 31st in the NFL. I think only Arizona might be worse than them. I'd have to look that up. I don't know if this is an Ian upset pick or what, but there is no way on God's green earth that I'm going to sit here and pick. Now, if this game was in Buffalo, I could see maybe an upset, but I think the Patriots are about to score 40. Well, I'll take that back. I think Buffalo's defense is too good, but I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to put the ball in the end zone but more than once. So I've got this game 28-13 to New England. And so... That's a little over the spread, but I think that spread is perfect in this spot. I think that, but now there's, now we talked about this earlier, no Josh Gordon for the Patriots. So I think that it's going to be tough sledding, but I think the Patriots at home, at noon, in Foxborough, Gillette Stadium, I don't see this 44 and a half spread line. Well, I guess I said 28-13, so I've got 41. So I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take New England with the points. In this game, I just, I, I, I don't think, I don't see a scenario in which Josh Allen is going to beat the New England Patriots. I think they're going to take away his ability to run. And they obviously, LaShawn McCoy is, like I said, had a terrible year. So I'm going to move on from this game. We're going to go to the Packers at the Jets. This is another game where Eden and I disagree. He's got the Jets. The Packers are favored by two and a half. And I get it. If I was to try to pick Ian's brain. I would say that he is picking the Jets because the Packers are 0-7 away. I just do not think the Jets are 4-10. I think this is the end for Todd Bowles. And, And also another quarterback who I thought shouldn't have made the Pro Bowl in Aaron Rodgers. I just don't like this spot for the Jets. I think that the Jets, I mean, they're 2-5 and five at home, which means they're 2-5 and five on the road, which means they've been bad on both home and away. The over and under here is 47. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Green Bay to win 20-13 to 13 because the Packers have not shown a consistent ability to put multiple touch drive, touchdown drives in a row together. I just... Aaron Rodgers has been, I think this has been one of his worst years as a pro. I know that he's only thrown one interception, but he's also thrown the ball away a whole bunch. I just do not see the Jets winning this game. 
I don't think they have enough talent on the offensive side of the football to score. I don't think the Packers have a great defense by any means, but Sam Darnold's thrown for 2,357 yards with 14 touchdowns, and I think he's got 15 interceptions. I think he's tied for the league lead with Ben Roethlisberger in that category. Yes, he's thrown 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, four fumbles. He's got a 42.2 QBR. He's thrown for 56.7% of his passes, which is not going to get it done in the NFL. Whereas we can go over to Aaron Rodgers real quick. And I don't know why they keep making... Oh, because I clicked on two different stats. So bear with me as I go through some of these things that we have been talking about. But yes, Ian, I think that I'm going to pick the Packers. He's picking the Jets. I just do not see the Jets winning this game. Now the Packers have had some bad losses this year. And they've had some head scratch. The whole season has been weird for Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers has played the whole year hurt. I get that. But I'm not in good conscience going to pick the Packers to lose to the Jets, even though the game is on the road. I think Aaron Rodgers picks up his first road win of the year. I think they're 5-8-1. I think they'll end up 6-9-1. And And yes, there is a train in the background. So now I want to get to the Texans at the Eagles, which I think is a very intriguing game. The kicker, Ian, is picking the Eagles. And I'm not totally against that. But what I would like to know is who is playing quarterback in this game. Nick Foles played decent last week in beating the Rams. But I just think the Texans have too much. Deshaun Watson is thrown for 3,000, almost 3,600 yards and 24 touchdowns. He's been great since his early season struggles. Lamar Miller is pushing 1,000 yards with four touchdowns. And DeAndre Hopkins has been a monster with 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns on 94 receptions. I just think that the Eagles defense is going to get exposed. I think we learned more about the Rams last week than we did about the Eagles. That's why I think a lot. Of, I think Vegas and a lot of people are going to start falling off of them as Super Bowl contenders. Not contenders, but Super Bowl favorites coming out of the NFC. Now, the Texans are 5-2 and two away, and the Eagles are 4-3 and three at home. So, I don't think there's a huge advantage. Now, this is going to be a game that's really going to show what Deshaun Watson is all about. Not that I'm saying that it's going to define his career or anything crazy like that. But I think that... Deshaun Watson is going into a true hostile environment. Shout out to my buddy Grady Grant that I work with at Slim and Shorties. He is a diehard Eagles fan. He's from Philadelphia. And sorry, buddy. I just I think the Eagles are have been a little bit of fool's gold recently. I don't think they're a very good football team. I'm gonna go pull up some of their leading players, for lack of a better term. And so Carson Wentz. Has been in and has been. He's been okay this year. He's got 21 touchdowns, 3,074 yards, and Carson Wentz didn't play. I doubt he'll play. I think they're trying to see if they win this game. Maybe he can maybe go the last game of the regular season or keep him for the playoffs. Their leading rusher has got 440 yards and three touchdowns, so they don't run the ball well. Zach Ertz is their leading receiver as their tight end with 101 receptions and 6 touchdowns with 1,038 yards. 
And Carson Wentz is coming up on a contract extension, which is going to be a very interesting conversation if you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Because what we have seen recently is that Carson Wentz has an inability to stay healthy. And I don't know if it's because he didn't get the top-level treatment and conditioning playing at a D2 school as he would have maybe at a D1 school. And I don't know that. If you, North Dakota State or, or South, I think it was North Dakota State he played at. If y'all have some great strength and conditioning program, then I apologize. But I'm going to take the Texans in the spot. Philadelphia's favored by two, which means there's not a lot of faith in them at home. They're basically picking a field goal game, 46 over and under. I'm going to take the over and I'm going to go Texans 31 to Eagles 27. And I think the Texans win this game. I think the Eagles come out with a lot of fight. And so that's the, that is the third game in a row that Ian and I disagree on, which brings us now to the Falcons and the Panthers. We are coming up on 20 minutes left in the show. After this game, we'll probably take another quick commercial break. So... 12-ounce sports radio can pay the bills. The bills as in like the bills for the station, not as in like the Buffalo Bills. Um, We don't need to give them any money. And so the Falcons are playing the Panthers, and if you haven't heard, Cam Newton has been shut down. Now, if they're in a position to make the playoffs, they're not saying that he's being placed on IR, but he has been dealing with a shoulder injury. Matt Ryan is very quietly had a really good year. He's done for 4,307 yards with 30 touchdowns, but Atlanta's 5-9, and nine, and they're 1-5 and five away. The Panthers are 5-2 and two at home. Atlanta's favored by 3.5 on the road with the over and under at 43.5. I'm going to take the over in that game. I'm going to take the Falcons with the points just because the Panthers are playing a quarterback I've never even heard of before. And so... I think that the Falcons get their sixth win of the year. I think they'll still end up six and ten. I don't think that. Or, well, I don't know. It depends on. It depends on if they play. No, 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 no. They play the Bucks to end the year. So we'll talk about that next week. I'll go ahead and look deeper into that matchup. But I'm going to take the Falcons to beat the Panthers on the road. Get their second road win of the year. And I think Matt Ryan's going to have a big game. I think that the Panthers will fall apart. They're they're six and eight. They've lost their last six games in a row. I think that slide continues. Oh, Ian said scratch the Panthers. I guess he just heard that Cam Newton wasn't playing either. So he's gonna take the Falcons. You know, I shouldn't really allow that as commissioner of this show today. But um I'm gonna go ahead and uh I'm gonna be a good friend. And I'm going to go ahead and let him pick the Falcons just because maybe he didn't know or he had forgotten about Cam Newton not playing. And so Ian has just texted into the show and he has changed his pick to the Falcons, which he can do because the game hasn't started. And listen, if Matt Ryan were to get hurt before the the game played, then, you know, these picks can be changed up up until game time. But I would prefer not because I haven't an... So, so if, if you don't know what next Tuesday is, um, it's Christmas, and we celebrate Christmas down here. And if you do, and if you do or don't, that's fine. But we will not be having a show on Christmas Day on next Tuesday. 
So there will not be a kicker in the Outlaw show, and there will not be a Jesse James show on Tuesday. I just think that it's more important that we spend time with family and and reflect on the year. And so there may or may not be a Jesse James show on that Monday. I will let you guys know ahead of time. But now that now as soon as Christmas is over, we are back and I totally actually depending on what my New Year's Eve plans are, we may have a New Year's Eve show. We may not, but we will I will plan on being on the air on New Year's Day. Uh, at least for the Jesse James show, depending on what everyone is doing on New Year's Day, we may have a uh, New Year's Six special with the kicker and the outlaw. I'll have to talk to the rest of the guys about that. Um, but we will keep you posted. And so before we get to the 3 o'clock games and the nighttime games, we are going to take a quick, quick commercial break. This has been the Jesse James. I'm sorry. This has been the kicker and the outlaw with the villain with just the outlaw today on 12 ounce sports radio we will be back after these messages from 12 ounce sports radio we are back on the kicker and the outlaw with the villain on 12 ounce sports radio my name is jesse williams i go by the outlaw the kicker and the villain are out today for various reasons and they're officially fired from the show i'm totally kidding they're not fired from the show they are just doing things today that would not allow them to be on the show, which is totally fine. And so we have been covering a bunch of the NFL games. I was hoping to get through these games a little faster, but I've got about 14 minutes left and five more games to cover, including a game which is very near and dear to my heart, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers will be playing at the New Orleans Saints on What I think should be the game of the week, let me see exactly, I know the game is, the game should be on Fox, I'm assuming, because it's a Saints home game, but we will see. Uh, No, I am wrong, the game is on CBS, I'm assuming this game will be on TV. New Orleans is favored by 6 points with the over and under at 53. When it comes to my Steelers, I am a tad bit superstitious. Because every time I seem to pick them to win, they seem to lose. And every time I pick them to lose, they seem to win. Now, I honestly think that New Orleans is going to win this game. I don't know if Pittsburgh's defense can hold up against this offense. Yes, they are coming off a great win against the New England Patriots. Roethlisberger has thrown for 4,462 yards with 30 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Which means he may end up, if he throws for 300 yards the next two weeks, he could end up with 5,000 yards and maybe 34 touchdowns, and it would be his career high and not make the Pro Bowl. And the AFC class was stacked this year. I mean, you had candidates like Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck and Ben Roethlisberger all not make the Pro Bowl. The guys that did make the Pro Bowl were Tom Brady. Actually, did Deshaun Watson make the Pro Bowl? No, it was Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady and I'd have to go back and look at that I can't think about who else oh Patrick Mahomes duh yeah so Patrick Mahomes Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers all deserving candidates I maybe not Tom Brady as much I would definitely not take Phillip Rivers or Patrick Mahomes out of there so that just goes to tell you there are six really good quarterbacks in the AFC at minimum I think that Pittsburgh will be able to do something against the Saints on offense. 
and this would be huge if Pittsburgh were to win this game and they would move to 9-5-1 and one, and the Ravens were to lose, Pittsburgh would clinch the AFC North. So maybe that's a little bit of motivation. James Conner, I'm not sure if he's going to play. I have not got the injury report as of yet, but I know that Pittsburgh has 2,000-yard receivers. Juju Smith has six touchdowns. Antonio Brown has 13. Roethlisberger stone for 30. James Conner's rushed for 12. And I think he's got some receiving touchdowns too. We are actually going to look him up real quick to give a little bit of background on his stats. And so he... uh He's only got one receiving touchdown this year, and he's got 12 rushing touchdowns. He's got 13 touchdowns. He's lost two fumbles. He's averaging nine yards a reception. He's averaging 4.5 yards a carry with a long of 30, and he's gotten 52 first downs. And so I know that he has been out since the Chargers game where he had 15 carries for 60 yards before he hurt his ankle, and... He's also had 52 receptions for 467 yards. So if we do the math on there, he's had 1,376 yards of total offense, which has been a really good year for him. I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to take the over. and I, I can't remember exactly what I said that the over was, so we'll have to look real quick. Okay, the over is 53, and New Orleans is favored by 6. I'm going to pick New Orleans, but not the cover, and I'm going to pick the over. I'm going to pick this game, New Orleans, 34, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, 30, 34, 30, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 34, 30, New Orleans. I just think, now Pittsburgh is, (laughs) so Pittsburgh has been, Wow. Pittsburgh is 4-2-1 and away, which means they're 4-3 and three on at home. So they've actually been a better road team than they have been a home team now, which is weird because they've lost two road games recently, and they just won a home game. The Saints are 5-1 at home. They get this game, and then they get Carolina at home to end the season. I'm going to pick the Saints to win this game. I'm going to pick them to win the next game, 14-2. and They'll be the number one um, overall seed in the NFC. And I think Pittsburgh will... I think Pittsburgh's still okay. I think it doesn't really matter at this point if Pittsburgh wins. Now, 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 let me be clear about something. Pittsburgh needs to win out to keep pace in the AFC North. But if Baltimore loses and Pittsburgh loses this week and then Pittsburgh beats Cincinnati, they're in. And so, my point is, if Pittsburgh wins out, the seeding doesn't change. From They can't get higher than the number four seed. Unless the Patriots and the Texans were to both lose out. But, Pittsburgh would have to win both of these games and finish 10-5-1. And, and then the Patriots would have to lose their next two games... Or the Patriots would have to lose one of the next two games. So the Patriots are right now sitting at 9-5. and five. The Texans are at 10-4. and four. And so Pittsburgh would basically have to win out to jump to the number 3 seed over New England. And New England have to lose to either the Bills 
or the Jets, which I don't see happening. And so, but Pittsburgh needs to play this game as if, because if they, like I said, if they win it and Baltimore loses, they're in. They're the number four seed. They're locked into that spot with the potential to move up if New England falls back or the Texans were to lose two games in a row because the number one seed in the conference is either going to be Houston, the Chargers, or the Chiefs. I don't think New England can get to the number one seed, though it's not entirely possible. impossible. I don't think. I just do not see it happening. So I've got the Saints winning 34-30. to 30. Ian agrees with me. Let's move on to, we have seven minutes left, so we'll go through a couple of these games, and I'll make a couple of quick announcements. The Rams at the Cardinals. The Rams better not lose this game. Now, I've said the last two, the last two weeks could have basically changed the coaching dynamics in the NFL. The Cardinals, no, the Cardinals beat the Falcons last week, but I thought that if the Falcons lost to the Cardinals, it could cost their head coach their job like it did Mike McCarthy when he lost to the Cardinals. I think the Rams have lost, the Rams have lost two in a row. Let's go down here and check out this. The spread is the Rams are favored by, oh, I didn't even write the spread down for that game. All right. Oh, there is no spread on this game. Okay, cool. The Rams are 11 and 3. They're 5 and 2 away, which means they are 6 and 1 at home. The Cardinals are 1 and 6 at home, which means they have a better which means they're 2 and 5 on the road. I just do not see a situation in which the Cardinals win this game. I think the Rams come out and punish them. I'm going to I think that the Rams are going to get back on track, though they haven't been the same without Cooper Cup. I'm going to pick the Rams to and Ian and I both have the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams to win 38-13. to 13. I think they just obliterate the Cardinals. I think they try to get back on track. I think that Todd Gurley has a big game. He's had a great year. Jesus, Todd Gurley's had 1,251 rushing yards and 17 touchdowns. Let me go look at his stats real quick. I know we got to cover the Bears and the 49ers and a couple of other games, but... Todd Gurley's got 21 total touchdowns. He's got 1,251 yards rushing on 4.9 yards of carry with 17 touchdowns, 71st downs. He's got 59 receptions for 580 total yards. Good grief. He's only lost one fumble this year. Um, he's got four receiving touchdowns. So like I said, 21 total touchdowns. He is having a monster year. And he is worth the money today. I paid him in... Did y'all realize Todd Gurley's only 24? I feel like he's been in the league so much longer than that. But he's only in his fourth season. So he got extended. This would be the end of his rookie contract. And he was somehow picked 10th by the Rams when they were in St. Louis in 2015. I know that he um, didn't participate in the walkthrough practice. But he's expected to play. I don't think it matters. I think they roll these guys. Let me go through the next couple of games really quickly. Um... So we've got the Bears at the 49ers. Ian is a smarter guy than me because he's picking the Bears. But the Bears have already clinched in their four-point favorites at the 49ers. And I think the 49ers are a detriment to their own selves because they keep winning. I'm actually going to pick the 49ers to win this game. This is my upset pick of the week. Ian's upset pick of the week was Buffalo over New England. And if that's crazy, I'm going to pick the 49ers to show up this week and I think they're going to win 
I want to pick some crazy score. I think they're going to win 20 to 17. I think they're going to win the game on a field goal. I think George Kittle will have a good game. I think Trubisky will have a bad game. I think they will be a victim of their own success. So I've got the Bears over the 49ers. I've got to move quickly. I thought I would have more time, but I spent too much time on the Steelers. Chiefs at Seahawks on Sunday night football. The kicker has got the Seahawks. I've got the Chiefs. I just think that Patrick Mahomes is going to step up and put his stamp on this season. Kansas City's favored by two and a half. The over and under is 54. The Seahawks have been playing really good defense, but that loss last week to San Francisco is making me worried about them. They're eight and six. They're four and two at home. The Chiefs are five and two away. They're 11 and three. I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win 33 to 33 to 30. I'm picking way over. I'm picking the way over on this one. I think that Russell Wilson's going to ball. I don't think he'll be the reason they lose. He wasn't the reason they lost last week. And then finally, we got the Broncos with the Raiders, and again, that nobody really should care about because the Broncos, I don't think, can make the playoffs. And if they can, they need way too much help. And the Raiders are just a dumpster fire. I think the Raiders need a very, very, very high draft pick. I think they have played themselves out of the number one pick because of Arizona. Now, let me go back and look at Arizona's record. Arizona's 3-11, as are the Raiders. The Raiders are 2-6 at home, or 2-5 at home. This will be their last home game. I'm going to pick the Broncos. So we both got the Broncos in this game. I've got the Broncos winning 17-13. The over and under is 43. I've got the way under. I just don't think any of these teams are good offensively. I think they'll put up some yards, but I don't think they can get into the end zone effectively. I'm going to pick the Broncos 17-13. to 13. I'll, I'll, I'll give the Raiders another field goal. 17-13 to 13 on the way under. So I've got 30 total points. They've got 43.5. Vegas is probably smarter than me, but I don't really care. We have two minutes left. Once again, this has been the kicker and the outlaw with the villain. They were not able to make it in today, but them are my boys, and I love them. We will not be on air next Tuesday, or at least I won't. It's Christmas Day. I will be in Little Rock, Arkansas with my family and my wife and Ian. I'm sure Ian will be spending time with his family and David will be spending time with his family. There will not be a show for them, but you can check me out tonight on the Jesse James Show presented by 12 Ounce Sports Radio at 10 o'clock Central or PM or 11 o'clock Eastern Time. The Kicker and the Outlaw should be back next Thursday. We will see y'all then. Be sure to check us out once we post this on Twitter or the podcast app. This has been Jesse James, the outlaw on the kicker and the outlaw with the villain presented by 12 ounce sports radio. Once again, we'd like to thank out. We would like to thank 12 ounce sports radio, the scout team, craft beer sports, Steffi tweets, uh, the primetime capper, Anyone that's ever supported our show, we love you. We appreciate you. We will see you this time a week from now. Check me out. I have a nightly show. I will be on for the next three nights on Wednesday. on, on thir- Actually, the next two nights, Thursday and Friday. Peace out.